This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Previously, when I've stood up to, uh, to, to um, preach, it has been looking at the time. And having never sort of actually noted down the time of start, you never know how long you've been preaching for. You, know, you think, I've got an hour, haven't I? <laughs> and um, with the attention spans that uh, people have these days with the amazing uh, internet and, uh, and so forth, um, part of my other life is at work, um, looking at attention spans in training and that sort of thing. Uh, m- many of you have probably been on sort of training course, have been in education and that sort of thing. And one of those uh, one of those time frames that are, are quite interesting. Your, your your attention span um, for people talking used to be around about twenty minutes. I've got it down to about six and a half now. Yeah, sorry. Just you got to make it interactive, um, or they've lost it. And depending on your age, it could be shorter than that. Uh, okay, so so um, uh, preaching these days, uh, etc., and giving anybody uh, uh, an hour for a preach or a teach or whatever, even if you're uh, Dave Devonish or someone like that, um, h- how you make that interactive, how you make that entertaining, how you make that engaging, etc. Um, should the word of God be entertaining? Okay, oh, and uh, lots of people put jokes in and that sort of thing. Sadly, I haven't got any. There's one or two sad bits and pieces of this, but uh, here we go. Um, thank you, Adam, and uh, everybody else uh, who have been uh, sharing today. Um, Graham, about a week and a half ago, was talking to me about preaching this Sunday, um, and um, sorry for the short notice, and I thought, well, God, what would you like to say? Uh, Because normally we run a session which is actually talking about acts and working our way through a book, and he said, I could do what I like. I know. So do what you like. And I thought, I wonder what God would like. <laughs> and uh, 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 and uh, I had a couple of ideas, and God kept on bringing me back to this one. And uh, I really felt some of the worship today and some of the, something that, uh, uh, that um, Adam was sharing uh, hit this one on the mark, really. So... Um, and Ray actually was doing something else. Uh, so the, the word God was talking to me was an old-fashioned idea about submission. So I don't know what you think about submission, um, but uh, or whether you're up for it. Do you, do you like a bit of submission? Is it, it's a little bit of an old-fashioned idea, isn't it? To be submitted to. Uh, and what does submission mean? And... Uh, uh, and uh, Adam's encouragement to us about the sovereignty and that last song, I bow down. I'm not sure about you, but I don't bow down to much these days, which is probably a good thing, because then you don't have idols that you're bowing down to. And God doesn't like us to have idols, so that's probably a good thing. But how we bow down to God um, is is something else. So submission uh, and uh, an old, perhaps not so fashionable idea today. Um, My starting point was uh, Jesus is here. Listen, do you feel it? Jesus is here because he says he is. And one of the things Ray was, was, was encouraging us to this morning was 
Jesus is here. So I've got Adam talking about submission and, and the sovereignty of God, and we bow down. And I've got Ray talking about uh, Jesus is here. Can you feel him? He's, he's actually in our midst. And uh, those, that's where my starting point was for this morning. So um, I felt really encouraged that perhaps God had spoken to me, which is, which is when you're a preacher, is, is pretty important, to be honest. It's just one of those things that is, is quite good. Uh, so I have four points at reference submission. Uh, my first one um, starts off with what does submission mean, which is probably a good thing. What does the word submission mean? Uh, and then number two is what does the Bible say about submission? Number three is, in what ways do I need to submit to God? And um, how to submit to God? So submission to God is our subject. It's, it's, it's what I felt God was talking to us about. And certainly this morning, um, it was uh, really laying it on my heart. So starting off with, uh, what does submission mean? Uh, in the dictionary, it says the action of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. Okay, so uh, that's what it, it says, accepting and yielding. And um, the synonyms that go along with this are words that actually broaden that out and, and give us some depth to the meeting. Uh, yielding, agreement, acceptance, consenting, and compliance. So when thinking about submission, um, it's not the same as obedience. Obedience might come out of submission. Obedience might come out of something completely different than submission, maybe out of fear. So um, if I'm driving down the road and I'm keeping to the speed limits, why am I keeping to the speed limits? Why do you keep to the... No, that's an assumption, isn't it? So <laughs> let's, let's just assume that you do keep to the speed limits. Why would you keep to the speed limits? Come on, interreactive. Because it's the law. I like that. That's a really good reason to keep to the speed limits. Why else might you keep to the speed limits? To stay safe. What, you think the law is right? Amazing. Isn't that good? Not only is it the law, but actually I believe the law is right. Why else might you keep to the speed limit? Speed cameras. I've got that down. Yes, yeah, speed cameras. I might keep to the speed limit because I might get caught doing naughty things. Ah, that's another reason why we might be obedient. All right. So when we're starting to have a look at uh, uh, submission, uh, there's quite a lot of there's different factors that will affect submission and different factors that affect our obedience out of that. Where just because we're obedient doesn't mean we're submitted to. So uh, wrong thinking. Uh, when you're thinking about submission, when I was younger, there used to be a lot of uh, um, uh, wrestling on the TV and things like that. And uh, uh, people would be pinned down, and they would submit. They'd bang the floor a couple of times. In fact, exactly the same thing when I was, used to do judo when I was a youngster. Uh, if someone was strangling you, okay, or doing something very harmful to you, 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 you would tap them three times, and they'd let you go. Thank goodness that. It was called submitting. So in one regard, you can actually have a look at submitting and think, actually, it's when you failed. It's actually when you've lost. You submit to someone. You've given in. 
you know, it, it's, it's failed. It's, it's one of those sorts of things. And when, you, when we're thinking about submission as far as God is concerned, that's completely the wrong type of thinking. Submission um, to, to an oppressive government, when we're having a look at the amount of violence that goes on around the world and the sorts of governments there are, are out there, it's awful. You know, there, 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 there are so many regimes that um, they get submission by a dictatorship. If you don't, then you're going to be harmed. And out of fear, you might be sub- submissive to, uh, to government, etc. So when we're having a look at submission, there's wrong thinking. Submission to God is very different. To submit to him who gave his everything for us so that we could have everything of value to him, in him, for him, with him. Submission to God, having a look at how he, all that he has done for us, all that he is. One of the things that Adam uh, brought to us when he was sharing about our frailty uh, and about who, what God does for us and who he is. So submission is very, very different than we would find in the world. The, the, the song we sang, I Bow Down, Cast our crowns before him. There's our starting point of submission. Uh, is it an old-fashioned thing? I don't think it is. Here we are singing that song this morning. God, actually, by his spirit, bringing it before us about bowing down, getting on our knees. Whenever we see people coming in, in the presence of God, we find them falling on their knees, falling on their faces in reverence to the Lord God Almighty. Recognizing who they are and who God is makes us want to get down on our knees, not through shame, but in absolute awe of who he is. So when we're looking at submission, that's where, what we're looking at. Uh, And and I wonder, if we're not in submission to God, uh, because there's lots of different areas we could be in submission to God, uh, if we're not in submission to God, what are we? Are we resisting God? Or are we actually passive to God? Because I might not agree with God about everything he is, everything he says, etc. That could be the case. And I might be in a position where I don't agree with everything with God because actually I don't know everything about God. Anyone here know everything about God? Well, none of you. Ah, right, okay. So that's me too as well. Uh, We don't know everything about God. He's omnipresent. He knows all things. I don't know all things. He knows all things. But uh, I um, I could be resisting God. Uh, And in some certain parts of our lives, that can be the case. Uh, Sometimes through our actual active will of saying, I'm not doing that. I have had the occasion now and again where I've actually said to God, I'm not doing that. I've also had less sort of confrontational <laughs> things where um, maybe I'm, I'm not wholehearted for God. Uh, I might be passive. Sometimes because I don't know, but sometimes maybe because I'm not convinced maybe that this is something I should be doing, or etc. And passivity to God in Revelation 3.18, we find that that Jesus is talking to the churches in in Revelation. And uh, 3.16 it says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you, another version is spew you out of 
my mouth, says the Lord. All right. So hold on a moment. So so if we're lukewarm, what does that mean? If I'm if I'm not truly submitted, if I'm if I'm not truly engaged with God, He's not happy about that. I think it's a great description, isn't it? That that uh, and He's got words of encouragement for that same church. Uh, he likes some of the things they're doing. He thinks some of the things they're doing are, are excellent, uh, etc. But he's not happy when people are lukewarm, where they're not submitted and obedient. So what is my submission to his uh, ways? Um, it's talking about accepting and yielding myself to him. So that, what's submission, uh, what, it, what does submission mean? Yielding, giving up myself, adopting to, and um, laying my life down to actually follow someone else's opinions and ways. So number two, what does Bible say about submission? Uh, I've got a number of scriptures, etc., that, uh, that are worthy of, uh, of mention. Romans 8, 7. And this is where um, we've got a picture of normal people who are... Uh, not as submitted to God as they might be. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. So where my mind is being ruled by my fleshly desires, then Scripture tells me it's impossible to submit to God in that area, whatever that area might be. 2 Chronicles 30, verse 8. Do not be sniff, sniffed, stiff-necked as your ancestors were. Submit to the Lord. Come to his sanctuary, which has been consecrated forever. Serve the Lord your God so that his fierce anger will turn away from you. So here we have um, the people of God not submitted to the Lord. And, and so many times we see um, stories in Scripture where people have gone away from God and where his anger burns against them. And all he says to them is, come back, submit to me. Come back and submit to me. Um, we, the, the, in, in the New Testament, again, when we have a look at James 4, uh, there's, this, there's this direct statement from James. Submit your... In James... Chapter 4, verse 7, submit yourselves then to God. Right. So this is a direct statement that, that really gives us some insight. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Proverbs 3, verse 6, in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. When you're having a look at submission, we can go all the way back to... I, I love the fact that when, you're, when we're in Scripture, you can go pretty much from the first couple of chapters, usually, to the very end of Scripture. And if you're looking for a doctrinal principle, you find it starts there, keeps on happening, keeps on happening, keeps on happening, and we're reminded in Revelation that it should keep on happening. And it will continue to happen for eternity. Now, that, those are really lovely. When you're looking at a doctrine or a principle in Scripture, it's one of those lovely things that starts way back there and ends up right at the end, uh, uh, and those are the sorts of things. So when we're having a look at um, 
our, our forebearers, Adam and Eve, remember those? Okay, well, they're not our spiritual mum and dad, but principally they, 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 they're, they're our starting point. There they are in the garden. Right? They only have one rule. What was the rule? Don't eat of the tree of knowledge. Some people think it's an apple, but it doesn't say that. So don't eat from that tree. That's all you've got to do. Don't eat from that tree, because if you do, what will happen? You'll die. Fantastic. I like that. That was pretty easy. You would have thought you could have followed a bit of that, wouldn't you? I, I would have loved to have thought if I was there, I would follow that. But they couldn't follow that. Now, if they were submitted to God, who walked with them in the garden, would they have eaten from the tree of knowledge? Now, they didn't have what we've got, but they didn't need what we've got. They had a loving relationship with the Lord, didn't they? And uh, one of the things about being submitted to, uh, taking it back there, where did they lose that? Where did they lose that? The serpent comes in and actually distracts him. Said, "Did God say?" The Satan came in and put a doubt in. Did God say? And doubting what God said, doubting the opinion of God, doubting the value of God, right from the beginning causes us trouble. Right the way through to the end, really, by doubting God, uh, it causes us trouble. So when we're looking at uh, uh, what does God say in his Bible, it continually outlines the fact that we need to be submitted to God. It's the thing that releases blessing. So uh, number three, in what ways do I need to submit to God? So just a, a, a lovely scripture, Isaiah 55, verse 9. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. His ways are higher than mine, his thoughts are higher than mine, uh, and he's always right. So in what ways should I submit to God? Well, in my values with my money, with my desires, with my ideas, with my goals and my actions. Uh, I put actions last because all of those things tend to dictate what actions. How do I respond? How do I act towards others? How do I walk with God? It all comes out of my values, my desires, my ideas. And if I'm not submitted to God in all those areas, what does that look like? Uh, so when I'm... So when I was praying about this this morning, uh, I was reminded by a, 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 of an incident. Uh, I was you know, over 25 years ago, so uh, quite a while. And uh, so an evangelical Christian should be someone who believes in the Bible. Does anybody believe in the Bible here today? That's fantastic. So you're evangelical Christians, aren't you? That's wonderful. Um, well, I, I was uh, doing a piece of work with uh, uh, and ended up working with and for uh, a guy. And um, when he found out I was a Christian, he was a Christian, and he said, oh, so what sort of church you go? Oh, so you're one of these evangelical Christians then. He said it in a way that was a bit derogatory, I've got to tell you. No, and a little bit later he told me why. 
told me why. And, and, and what was shared this morning was really important. Because if you're one of those evangelical Christians, you'd believe that actually, I think it was his little son, it's 20 odd years ago, hard to remember the details, but hadn't lived very long after birth. So if you're one of those evangelical Christians, you'll believe that my son didn't go to heaven. No, <laughs> no, that's not what I believe. Well, I've spoken to some and that's what they do. No, 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 I, I wouldn't say that. In fact, I can't find that in Scripture. I can't find that in Scripture. Uh, and actually, I, I reiterated what my view was, etc., and so forth. Um, but you could see how, goodness me, how when you look at Scripture, where does it stand? What does it say? Because if this is truly the opinion of God, I need to submit my will to it. And my ideas and my values, etc., need to pour out of that. Tells me that actually when Jesus went into the grave, he also went down and plundered hell and brought so many captives back. And uh, everybody gets the, uh, uh, the, the good news preached to them, whether you were dead in your sin or whatever, that that's, that's the way I read scripture. And therefore, everyone, all of, the, all of the little ones, bring them to me. He loves the little ones. And I was able to share that with um, Ian, the, the guy who became our, our friend, etc. And uh, what do I believe in the midst of this? Uh, do I submit my views, my values to the word of God? Now, he could have asked me a tougher question. <laughs> But I felt that was pretty tough. And what do I believe that God says in his word should dictate my values, should dictate who I am and how I behave? Right? So wh when we're having a look at what do I need to submit to God in, the reality is our everything because it's his everything. The wonderful thing about it, he's always right. The w another wonderful thing about it is that when you think about how much someone loves you, I have a lovely wife who gives her everything to me. She didn't be cross. But she does. One of the, when I'm looking for, f for godly values, etc., uh, and has this amazing ability, I'm not going to give too many things away, but amazing ability. It's so faithful, so, so, so faithful. And you will look around and you will spot godly people, won't you? You know some people that are just so loving, so giving, so determined, so faithful, that, 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 that they help you see some of the characteristics of God, okay? And uh, here we have a, a, an image of God who, who gave everything. He didn't have to, but because of his delightful love for us, uh, gave his everything for us. He gave everything for me so that I could have the highest value in him. Jesus submitted to his Father and came so that we might have life and life abundantly. I need to submit my ways and my thoughts to his ways and his thoughts. If I am submitted to his 
ways I will be able to walk joyfully submit in submitted obedience. Not obedience because of a guilty of wrongdoing. God doesn't need a speed camera to get me to do what I should do. I should be doing it because I should be submitted to God because it's the best for me. By being submitted to God, I release the abundant, amazing blessings that pour out of a father's heart. By being submitted to God, I've got a chance of doing the will of God and being obedient to God. Submitting is a key part of the relationship we have with him. So number four, how to be submitted. I should be able to be submitted because Jesus was submitted. When I have a look at uh, Jesus in the garden of uh, the the garden where uh, he was praying. It was the day before they were going to take him to be uh, crucified, etc. He was in the garden, Luke 22, verse 42. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. There was Jesus asking the Father, would he take the cup away? But also knowing what was involved, was willing to do the Father's will anyway. I wonder at what points in our lives we get to a place where we don't want to do stuff, but actually we know we should. We know we should. In all circumstances, will I submit to the will of God? Jesus did. We are called to be imitators of Jesus. So when we're looking at these sorts of things, are we submitted? Are we submitted to God in our value system? Do it, does he dictate what I believe is right and wrong? Does he? Um, I could say finances, and the reason it's quite high on my list is because actually um, this world that we live in, first world culture, is so much of it is, is, is nailed down by what you earn what you've got. And uh, the value system uh, and money system, here we were looking at, hey, here are the people on the streets. Sell everything you have and give. Well, at least go and do a little bit more shopping. Most of us like a bit of shopping. But actually, uh, when we're thinking about uh, in submission, what should I be doing? What should I do with my value system? It says, look after the poor. First of all, look after the poor. Oh, by the way, look after the poor. Again and again, we look at obedience and blessing. Um, and, and so often, uh, some of the scriptures I, I put out of this because they, we would have just run out of time, was um, if you want to be blessed of the Lord, look after the poor, look after the needy, look after the widow, look after those who are in need. And then God tells us he'll open up an abundant blessing. Why? Well, actually, you're acting like God does. He, he, he blesses those in need and meets them where they are in need. This is how we can be submitted. This is what Jesus did. So what does God want us to do? He wants us to bring our values in line with his values. So uh, how can we do that? Well, there's some simple things, really. Uh, the first thing you can do is go to the Bible. How do I know God's ways? How do I actually get submitted to his ways? Uh, the first calling point is the Bible. I don't know how well you know your Bible. I would, all, 
I study it a lot, but I still am hungry for more of it. Every time I sit down with it, it's a meal. Every time I sit down with it, it fills me. It, God teaches you. He, he, he befriends you through the scriptures. And if we want to know his value system and what's important to him, then the Bible is the first place to go. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but actually these days, I, I don't even need a concordance. It's all online. You just put a word in. It does the search, finds the relevant bits for you. It's so easy. I've got big books of concordance, every word in the Bible, cross-referenced, etc. And now and again, I still go there because it's what I'm familiar with. But most of the time these days, nice search engine. Eh? I don't even need to. It's just so good. Um, if I want to know about submission, I can put it in. There's 29 references. Well, it depends on which version you're going for, because there are a couple of versions. And what's the best one, anyway? How accurate are they? Well, read a couple, then. Get a couple of different views. That's why there's four Gospels. I want four people's version of what went on, so that I can get a fuller picture of what went on, so I can find out more about God. So the first starting point of actually understanding how to be submitted is actually under knowing, knowing what God's values and ideas are. The next one is being prompted by the Spirit. And here we were in a meeting that was being prompted and guided by the Spirit of God. Adam with being submitted and uh, uh, Ray talking about the presence of God is here. The presence of God is here. And the first words and last words on my paper, the presence of God is here. So I know God is speaking to us. So by being guided by the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, it's really great when you've got mature Christian stroke, uh, good elders in the church where you can actually, I'm not sure what to do with this. I, know what, I think I know what God says, but I want some help. And being able to go and find out and take counsel is a really great place to go. Um, you're never, you, nobody can take responsibility for your ideas, your value system, or anything like that. You're always responsible for yourself. When we get to heaven, it won't be, mm, Graham told me. Ray told me. No, I have to answer for myself when I get to heaven. Because it's my relationship with God. And he's going to look at me as a loving son, and that's the conversation we'll have. Uh, I won't be like in the garden. He told me it was, it was the snake. It was his fault. No, no. I'll be accountable to God for me. But where should I get best counsel? From the word of God, Holy Spirit, and, um, and, and uh, mature Christians. And the reality for me is how submitted am I to the will of God? How submitted am I? Uh, my, my finishing point was to go back to Jesus is here. How do you know Jesus is here? He's here now. He never left. Just saying. He never left. He's still in the room. He's still with you. He's still with me. I just wrote a, a few things. What does God say about where he is? He's everywhere. So are you everywhere? No, God is everywhere. So if he's everywhere, is he here? Right. So he's everywhere. And all the time? So even when we leave, he's here. Why? Because it says in Scripture that is true. And if Scripture says it, it is true. Because he holds all things together. And it's not just his people, but everything. Um, holds all things together. Uh, <clears throat> I have taken up residence in you. 
He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So who is in you? Jesus is in you. God is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. That I am in them and they would be in us and we would be in them. But this is the miracle that God comes up and takes residence in us. So if you're here, then God's here. So not only is he in the room as a vague thing, holding all the atoms together, but actually he's in us personally. So this is a reality that we need to know and understand. Am I submitted to these truths? Are they not just ideas, but value systems? Wherever I go, he's here. I'm never alone. You know, when it's dark and you're alone in your home and you hear a noise downstairs. Well, you're never alone. God's there. Jesus is with you. It's not a terrifying experience when you submit your feelings and knowledge to that reality. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's the promise of God. So not only has he taken up residence in you, he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. So if my value system and my ideas and who I am is dictated by the word of God and that truth dwells in me, what a wonderful thing. I'm getting excited just by talking about it. The reality that God is in us and he will never leave you nor forsake you. I will inhabit your worship. Did you feel God inhabiting the worship? He was here this morning when the, when the worship team were, were leading us and guiding us, etc. The Holy Spirit in you and in us. There was a corporate going on where we were worshipping God and knew his presence. And you will all know that you will have had seen or had something more of that. I know I was uh, I was talking to Izzy the other other week, you know, where where we've seen things in worship where the anointings become so strong that a preacher can't even get on the stage, gone to their knees, uh, because they can't actually crawl onto the stage. You get too close because the anointing, the presence of God is so strong. I've been in prayer meetings where that is the case, where uh, everybody was sitting around the table praying. And the next thing you know, you're all on the floor because God seems to have come. Uh, different, you can, if you left the room, you could stand up. You came back in the room, the presence of God was there. When you're having a look at, oh, well, that doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't, but I would like it to happen more often. I have an expectation. I'm in faith for this, that God is here. Uh, uh, and actually, uh, my expectation and my experience needs to line up with my faith. Uh, and I believe that as we submit our ideas and our thinking and our ways more to God's ways, we will see more of him. We will see release of more miracles. Why? Because I will be in faith for more healing. Uh, is God limited by my faith? No, but he is limited by my prayers. He does nothing except by prayers. So when we were talking about, hey, come to a prayer meeting, hey, a monthly prayer meeting, they are great because the presence of God comes. They are great because there's the lifeblood of, of, of our lives together. So when I'm looking at submission, it's, it's all of those things. One of the questions uh, I used to regularly ask, um, and it still comes to me, is before we make any decent decisions about what we should be doing, what does God want from us? And how do I know what he wants from us? I look into the scriptures, I see what he said to us in the past, and then in obedience submit to him. Submission, it's an old-fashioned thing. In most people's lives, in, uh, in the world today, people's opinions are king. 
not God's. It doesn't matter what your opinion is, you're entitled to it, and we should all respect that. I'm sorry, the kingdom of heaven is not like this. He's on the throne, and he sets the rule book, sets the knowledge, sets the wisdom, sets all the parameters, and we need to be in line with that. Uh, my opinion before God, mm, just, a, just, just one of those silly things, one of those silly things. It's nice finishing on a silly thing. In heaven almighty, it's a, just a, a, a movie, and, uh, and God plays this part, and uh, he's talking to this guy. He's asked to build an ark. And the guy says, no, no, I haven't got time. I've got plans. And God laughs at him. And the reason God laughs at him is because God's got the plan. And if you're in line with God's plan, God's will will be done. It's just one of those funniest things. I wonder if you've got plans. Have you got plans? Where are you going later? Got plans? I wonder what God's plan is. Am I submitted to God's plan? So I'm going to hand back to Ray. Uh, I've gone a little bit longer than uh, I planned, about five minutes, but uh, I'm going to hand over to Ray and uh, see how he wants to finish the meeting. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.